Hey everyone, welcome back to Tales of Recovery. This is your host, Gris Alves, and today I'm here with my friend Lunita Velasquez, back on the show, and we've been wanting to get together for so long now to just come on here and share, well, all the goodness and the badness that we've been living through, but uh, one of the major topics that we really are bringing today is what world are we hopefully creating and leaving for our children, right? Because Lonita's about to give birth to your third baby. And so thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. And I guess the, the main thing, because we just sat, Lonita and I just sat through this really beautiful reading that she did um, for me. And I feel beyond grateful to, to, to be in a place where, gosh, like you just said to me, like, well, everything's kind of flowing. Like, you know, you're in a space of empowerment and gratitude, but to allow this gift that is kind of happening in my life. One of the things you mentioned to me was to soften that survival mode. Like, I can't be having fun and enjoying my life if I'm in constant survival mode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our kids, even though we're not in a war per se, are in the survival mode. And beyond our kids is what are they breathing in our house and our spaces? Mm-hmm. You know, and so what are you like what are what are we what are we doing as mothers? And even if you don't have a child, like we are still mothers mm-hmm. or, or parents or whatever we are, to to soften the survival mode, like to work through it. What are we, what are we hoping to work on mm-hmm. as part of just, I, and I hate the word healing, but like what are we paying attention to that needs to be paid attention to? Because I know that you are moving or you already move to this beautiful space outdoors where there's chickens and animals and your little girls are out there waking up at six in the morning, you know, feeding the chickens. And it's like, that is like the dream Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's what's going to connect us and our children, which are the future to a better or to a more calm, fulfilling miracle of life because that's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, what I'm learning right now is adjusting from living in the city to living in a rural place, from living in a house to living in a tiny house, um, <clears throat> is there's so many steps from survival mode dysregulation to uh, not being in survival mode and being regulated and enjoying, you know, waking up in the mountains, All the steps in between are regulating the body, regulating the nervous system, adjusting to what's changed, like taking that moment to say, like, my kid's acting really shitty right now, and it's annoying, and then pausing for a second, and then I realize that I'm completely dysregulated. I'm giving off this energy that's frantic or grumpy or edgy. I'm uncomfortable. And so my kid is in my field. I believe our babies, our kids are tucked into our field, our aura until they're about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And so 
my kids are still feeling and feeding off of my energy very directly. And so before I can expect this like perfect flow of like, oh yes, they're waking up to feed the chickens, but I'm still, you know, raising my voice and rushing them to school. It's like, what what has to change so that I can also be in the same flow of allowing them to be kids, yeah. allowing them to be spacious? I don't feel, you know, when I, when I don't feel connected to that kid spaciousness within me, how can I hold space for them to have that? And so we're having a bunch of these kids that are 10 years old and suffering from anxiety or having all of these mental health issues or um, unhappy, you know, they just don't really want to be here. And it's so sad and it's so scary, but I think it's indicative of two things. One, these kids are really woke. They know what's going on. They feel what's going on. And if it feels hopeless to us, it's going to feel hopeless to them. And then the other piece is that... I feel collectively we forgot how to hold space for the magic and the mystery that they come here for. We come here for that. And, and if it's not here, it doesn't feel very uh, promising, right, <laughs> to, to think of the future. Yes, and you say, okay, first of all, thank you for saying that because... And if, some, if anybody here is listening and is like, what do you mean by regulated? Well, you know, that the nervous system is calm enough and not in survival mode that you're feeling, you know, uh, it's like a car, right? If you don't put the oil in it or the carburetor's fucked up or whatever, then the car's not going to drive well. So you take it to the shop, everything, or like a brand new car. Mm -hmm. So being regulated kind of translates into your car, your body being in a space where it's it's riding smoothly. The tank is full of gas. The oil light is fine. And there's windshield wiper fluid, you know, and it's like <laughs> everything is cool. Yeah. And I think um, you mentioned the 10-year-olds and how your kids are in your field until you're 12. I could tell you this. I saw my 21-year-old daughter yesterday. Well, she'll be 21 tomorrow or a couple days. And I walked into her house. You know, and we went out, we were going to go get some food. And she was so, like, anxious, right? Like, angry at me, saying things. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not really doing anything. Like, what the fuck is... And so I, I know now that, you know, as soon as they turn teenagers, I've turned into a plant. I'm like a plant mom. I'm just sitting here. I'm a plant <laughs> observing, right? Stop reaching yep. them on. And so and she said to me, it's because your energy is making me feel like this. Yeah. Your presence, she said, as soon as I saw you... It makes me like anxious because my room isn't cleaned up and you're going to say this about the mm. house and this and this and that. And I was like, fuck. Like you're carrying my unregulated energy yep. mm -hmm. from like 10 years ago. 100%. And it was like, oh God, what could I do? I just, you know, I didn't even, I don't even say anything anymore. I turned into a bigger plant, right? I'm like, I'm sorry, would you like a hug and some food? Because maybe we need to eat. And yes, after right. she ate, you know, I feel so much better now. The whole mood shifted. But the, part of what we're leaving our children, we're not doing anything for them. We, when we exactly. become better mm -hmm. and notice. 
that that's what I've realized. You know, it's like I, I'm not actually leaving them anything. Hopefully, other than not leaving them much. See, like <laughs> I, I would rather leave my girls a clean platform to launch their lives or like fresh wings, right? I don't want them to carry the bruised, <laughs> dusty, um, incomplete, and doubtful wings of the lineage, right? I want them to spread their wings in their own way. And like that wing analogy is cheesy and, and we use it a lot, but I, that's how it really feels. Like it's like, I, I, I'm not really giving them anything other than healed ancestral medicine yeah. that they can dose and take when and how they need it, if they need it, when they want it. Um, I think it's a lot less about us thinking that it's a little arrogant, you know, to right. think that we're the ones who are going to leave them something or planning the whole garden of their life for them. No. What we can leave them is our own healing, our own empowerment, our own liberation. I mean, I think liberation is the biggest word. If I yeah. was going to leave my daughters something, it would be their own freedom. Mm -hmm. Their right own freedom. Their own freedom. And so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I don't think it's so much about leaving them something as it is about emancipating ourselves from our own shit. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's in the body. It lives, it lives so profoundly in the body mm -hmm. because for many, for so long I thought, okay, we're leaving them, you know, beliefs or a legacy of, I don't know, man. Whatever. I, I just, sometimes I have to watch it because I think everything is so much bullshit. And then I'm like, okay, but yeah. también, this was what made you. So balance right. it out. Don't talk right. too much shit about yeah. your own family. But but that sense of energetic vibration in the body, because we come mm -hmm. here, and we just talked about this before we started the podcast, about how, do you know how long we waited to get in these bodies and have mm -hmm. this juicy experience, right? So long. And so then we're here freaking the fuck out and transferring that anxiety that nervousness that craziness onto the kids and one of the things you mentioned was about this like ices like this powerful you know bruja energy that lives in my in my body in my lineage mm -hmm. that has had to really fight mm -hmm. and be in anger mode because so much oppression and so much yeah. not understanding even from my part what the hell I'm doing. Right, exactly. And so there is, there is, you know, there's the part of, of looking at it and, you know, I'm really, I'm an Aries. I'm really good at calling myself out. I'm really good at holding myself accountable. Fine, right? But what about the grace, right? The grace has come up so much throughout my pregnancy because it's been a pretty gnarly up leveling of all this shadow, all this stuff. And one of the things that I've learned is that sometimes the work is actually just learning how to be good to myself, how to speak to myself with love, how to hold myself in grace. Um, such a beautiful word, right? Um, it's like this unconditional forgiveness. It's an unconditional love. And 
yeah, there's something really, really beautiful about that. If, if I could really embody more of that and, and have my daughters live in some of that vibration, I, I would feel pretty awesome as a mother, um, <laughs> for sure. But what, what I also wanted to say is there is an honoring that has to happen, you know? I mean, we're both Mexican. I think we both have a similar flavor of the women in our lineage, strong, powerful women, but also under the thumb of the patriarchy, also completely forgetting th their essence right mm. and and so there's like this this aspect of me where I when I started doing my ancestral work where I was so angry I was so upset I would cry so much as I started to uncover the layers of the women who came before me feeling their energy um feeling not only the Spanish whitewashed aspect of my lineage but starting to feel like the roots of my indigenous blood too and how that was taken from us and diluted and amidst all that anger and rage and sadness and heartbreak of seeing what was taken and what was lost as I kept going I realized like actually wasn't taken or lost it was hidden yeah. it was protected it was taken underground so that now on September whatever it is today, 2021, <laughs> I could sit here with you and hold it and feel it, and it's safe. It was protected. It wasn't actually destroyed. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that, that can be medicine for the parts of me that want to criticize yeah. or hide or say like oh i'm better than that they were the, those women didn't know better no actually they did everything right so that i could be here now right yeah. and do this thing because i was entrusted with three daughters why mm -hmm. right three daughters four counting my stepdaughter so four daughters and I'm still kind of in the quest of why goddess would allow such a thing. <laughs> I mean, that's quite a project. No, I don't want to say a project. I'm the project. A responsibility. <laughs> They're a huge responsibility mm. and a huge honoring of, of that very thing I've been talking about, right? I've been talking for five years incessantly about ancestral uh, worship and rewilding and liberation and it's like oh really lunita you you that's what you're about so what are you going to do about it now that you have four women, women. <laughs> yep that that to teach and to model that for you know yeah well first of all you are like a full-on model of grace mm. i mean at least to me i always feel like oh so safe when i'm with lunita you know that um and I say that because I think sometimes we don't get told that enough, at least from other women that are our peers. And that whole underground thing is so on point. Like, yes, I remember, okay, one of my first tea with the ancestors that I ever went to oh, was yeah. at your house. Mm -hmm. And I remember driving over there. I just wanted to hang out with you, but I'm like, whatever, I'm going to this thing the fuck tea with ancestors whatever <laughs> whatever but i'm just gonna go be in circle you know and then and driving to your house as i was bitching and moaning about this because i was angry at my grandmother you know my mom was in there almost dying my great-grandmother like what did you do to my mom so this whole anger thing and i'm driving to your house and i'm trying to put the spotify song and it keeps skipping on me and skipping on me until this song comes on that my grandma used to sing mm. And I was like, oh, fuck. 
like, what's going on? Like, you know, they, I said, okay, all right. I'm like, okay, I believe, I believe, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Those moments of like, pay attention mm-hmm. because this is real. And I remember coming to your house losing it. I mean, I cried, I cried. You were like, oh, okay, she's losing her, you know, but it was so impactful. And it just, it began. And how long ago was that? Three years uh, ago? Yeah, probably three years ago. I never felt like, oh, she's losing it. No, no, no. Maybe uh, that was just my, igual, a mí me daba pena, no? Like my yeah. own. If anything, that's a high compliment when people come to circle and quote unquote lose it. If you lose it in my presence, I'm honored that you trust me with your losing it. <laughs> I was crying and crying. I couldn't believe it. And then, and then, and it makes so much sense now. Are you talking about how these these things have been hidden or underground? And that's the work of regulating the body mm-hmm. to allow this medicine to come through and not have your 21 year old daughter freak out because you didn't have these techniques or these these wisdom but she was 12 years old or 10 and then you know yeah and and it's you know i feel like every time we leave our body right um because we're depressed or anxious or simply just not taking care of ourselves at all or in addiction whatever um there's no judgment in what I'm sharing. I've been there. I lived in that yeah, for yeah. 20 years, you know, is that's a huge release of our energy and our medicine. And I don't mean in a good way release. It's like yeah. a leaky faucet. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not in the body and we're kind of flailing all, all over the place or we're always getting high or always getting drunk or we're, we're just not we're leaving ourselves behind essentially, right? Yeah. We can p- continue to choose the wrong partners or the, the you know, again, addictions. Um, that's leaving ourselves behind. We're, we're not holding ourselves. We're not saying like, hey, Lunita, like, come here. Like, yeah. let, me, let me make sure you f- have you drink water today. Go sit down, have something to eat. Uh, go to sleep, yeah. you know? It's like the higher parts of me can't access the embodied alive version of me to take care of her and so we can't access our our wisdom we can't access our medicine if we're holding these leaky faucets and so again the grandmothers the ancestors they'll hold it for us they'll wait grace 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 they'll hold it she's not ready she's not ready she's not okay she needs time and it's with love right it's not with it's not a punishment they know when we're ready for more and sometimes when they're when they know we're ready for more and we get it all at once, then we're like, "This is too much. This is too much." But we yeah. are ready. We are okay. And going back to the kiddos and what you shared about your daughter, my oldest daughter Olivia is going to be twelve this next month, but she's more like fifteen, sixteen. She's the most ancient soul I've ever met, ever. And I've met some old souls. I'm an old soul, you know. But I mean, she's just like I don't know. I don't know where the heck she came from, but so she's always kind of had an advanced practice of life and um, in her short life so far. And for some reason, I, we bicker a lot. We butt heads a lot. And I never really understood why. I just thought that that's how it was. She's intense. I would always say that she's intense. She's intense. And recently a few people, her dad and my mother and a couple others mirrored to me that Olivia is exactly like me 
<laughs> and so Ta-da. when I sat with that, I was like, I, I, I went outside of myself and I looked at both of us and I'm like, oh my gosh, cut from the same cloth. It's the same thing. And I thought, oh my gosh, see, I still haven't learned grace with myself. So when I feel the same frequency that I am, Mm. I have no patience for it. Mm. And so that has been such a huge teaching for me in just like literally the last two weeks of what I'm holding in myself, how I talk to myself, how I hold myself, how I really feel about myself truly deeply is being mirrored in the lack of patience I have for my daughter, who is just as strong and mighty and and loudspeaker as me. I mean, she doesn't back down. Yeah. But why is that okay for me to teach and talk about it, right? And to like say, like, let's do it. Let's get free. But then when I have this little mini goddess in my house, I have the hardest time. And it's so humbling as a mother to be like, whoa. Yeah. I've been approaching that one the wrong way. She actually needs my softness. Mm. She needs my tenderness. She has the fire for herself. She has the intensity for herself. I do not need to hold that. And so that's just an example of the intelligence of this relationship, right? For both of us, for whatever she's here to do and what I agreed to hold for her. Yeah. You know, is a safe space. The safe space I didn't have. Exactly. Yeah. Because of the lack of compassion. Mm-hmm. And that's a big word that keeps coming up is compassion. Um, I guess it's grace. Yeah. Kindness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how do we talk into ourselves? Because that's exactly. So yeah, you're mirroring. Which is. I mean, that's like the biggest, I've always, and I always tell my kids, you know, you guys are my teachers. Oh, yeah. And I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, to be honest, yeah. I feel like we're all seven years old here. Mm-hmm. But I know I have a responsibility if I'm older than them. I've been in this journey longer to, right. to calm myself, mm-hmm. to, to talk nicely to myself, to be kind to myself, because that's, you know, that's really the the simplest thing that that gives a hundred and fifty million percent change. Right. Like if I think about what does maturity mean, you know, like that word, like what does that mean, mature? And and to me, one of the ways it shows up in life is mature means that in this moment, say I'm dysregulated or I'm grumpy or I'm angry. In this moment maturity or wisdom can show me that I can check in and shift gears and choose how I'm showing up in that space. I feel like maturity has to do with how do I affect the spaces around me? Not just my children, but anyone, anything. Having enough self-acknowledgement to stop and say, you're actually not adding much to this situation or you're making this worse and kind of checking in and being like I am the adult in the room like my daughters might be magicians and I'm just a person right but I'm still the adult I can still re recalibrate the way that I'm showing up and the way that I'm affecting the spaces that they're in 
Yeah, like put a little bit of breaks mm-hmm. and then say, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of times we, or me, you know, um, I know so many things. I've done all these years of like different experiences and techniques for calming the body and working, whatever, doing the work. But then the software is still not upgrading all the time. Yeah. It's like, where the fuck is a Wi-Fi? Right. Give me the new download, you know. And so just being aware of, I mean, and even yesterday it kind of happened. I mean, I saw her really freaking out and I, and I had to really put the brakes on my, mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, what the heck, man? I just showed up. We're going to go to eat. Like, we're what's, but it's just like, oh, noticing, noticing, noticing that they are going through their own thing. Mm-hmm. And yes, I probably have a great part in that. Me, my mom, the grandma, whatever. But just like I have to figure it out, she has to figure it exactly. out. Exactly. And right now, I turn into a plant. <laughs> I, I love that. That is such a good <laughs> metaphor for what mothering might look like later, you know? I, I definitely can't be a plant yet, you yeah, know? My so kids little. still, yeah, they still need reminders to brush their teeth and brush their hair. But. I love that, you know, just observe and, and, but see, you know, what does a plant do in a space? It gives off oxygen, nutrition, light, grounding, grounding. So that's actually a really, really powerful and perfect analogy of how we can mother our teenagers and our adult children in the future, because yeah, just be a plant. Yeah. And then go out and hug a tree (laughs) as as a woman, you know, as a Mm -hmm. mother, as a person who's a... The one holding the, I just, one of the th- other things you said is I think it's so important to mention, okay, what word are we, are we leaving for our kids energetically, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, they're in your field until about 12 years old. Um, that field that we hold, nobody t- teaches that in school. Like, you know, maybe now there's a little more because there's so much information out there and your kids are watching quantum physics videos and doing all these things that maybe, maybe, and maybe they don't teach them in school. I don't know. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe. And, and, and then, you know, you can still teach it at home. It might not be so mainstream, but that's the key of like, um, without sounding woo woo. No, it's science. It's like it's yeah. who we are. It's who we are. It's our creation. So mm-hmm. how do we, like, how do you manage that vibrational energy, that field of, of love? You know, we can call it energy. I call it love, whatever. In order to stay, you know, smooth, like the oceans, like navigating, coming mm-hmm. back and forth and allowing for that. I don't know, that space for the kids to be able to feel safe. They can't until we're safe. You know, it's like, I think back to my childhood with, you know, two parents that loved me and and have my back still to this day. I mean, no no shade on them. They they did the best they could. But (laughs) my father was very dysregulated, still very dysregulated. And so me being this soft, pliable, porous little girl who was, you know, has whatever channel turned on um, since then, I was always trying to regulate him. And 
obviously it didn't work because I was a child and he was a grown man in his grown man experience. And so what happened was that growing up, I continued to try to regulate people. And it wasn't to regulate them to help them. I was trying to regulate people to help myself feel yeah. safe. Yeah. And so then that led to codependency in relationships, partners that needed saving, you know, the, 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 I'm not the first or the last. There's yeah. a lot of us out there. And some people like to call this being an empath, right? And so, yeah, after I heal the codependency, after I learned to mind my own energy, mind my own business, then, yeah, I can say that I'm an empath and that does help me in my work and that does help me connect with people. I can completely go into the room of someone's heart with their consent and sit there with them, right? Mm -hmm. But it's really important to remember as empaths or sensitive, highly sensitive people or whatever key word you, feels good to you is that a lot of the times we develop these skills to keep ourselves safe, you know? If yeah. I can make sure you're okay and you're not going to freak out, then I can be okay. okay. And um, there's a, a healer and a therapist named Luis Mojica um, from Holistic Life Navigation who I respect a lot, um, who I've learned from. And he talks about this a lot. So it's not an original thought that I'm sharing. Um, but it, I really felt seen by that. Like, duh. Like, I developed these super skills mm -hmm. to keep myself safe. And so now I think of my daughters. And sometimes if I'm having a really hard time or in the past when I've been going through really heavy heartbreak and things like that, I would notice them try to regulate me. Yeah. And I'd be like, that, then that's when I'd be like, hold on a second. You know, that's yeah. not your job. And I would tell them, mommy's a little sad, but... Don't worry, I'll be okay. It's not your job to try to make me feel better. Just, mm. you know, let's hang out. Mm -hmm. Because that feeling of, of that lack of safety I've carried in my blood and in my guts this whole time in my life, you know, this whole time. Because it's like you say, it's it's that, um, it's it's in our bodies. What, what we leave for them maybe is what we leave in our body. Like what's really embodied is maybe what we can leave our kids. And that's actually mm. proven by science now with epigenetics and yeah. somatic therapies. It's like we house this stuff. Oh, yeah. And so like, for example, like this baby in my belly right now, you know, what imprints does she receive from the way that I walk and live? Um, and, you know, when, she, when she's born and she's tucked into my body and feeding from my body, I mean... How could we not be affected by our mothers in such a direct way? Oh, yeah. No, the mothers are where it's at. I mean, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's, I love to be able to like kind of step back and understand where some of these tendencies come from. So I love that you said you're trying to regulate, you know, your father wasn't a regulated person. Well, neither was my grandmother. And so I always, you know, when, when, when you're able to notice that, okay, they're not regulated, so we're trying to, help them regulate and now people call it people pleasing mm. right you're trying to please them please them please them because then you'll be safe and so i think it just makes more sense it's so much more clear to see i'm not a people pleaser i'm trying to regulate because this is something this is a a tendency that i had to do growing up in order to feel it's not just safe but maybe beyond safe seen loved and loved yeah you know, mm -hmm. so it's, I love that you tell your kids, it's okay, mama sad, but you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take care of it. Mm -hmm. So they are still developing that empathetic 
mammalian, right. like, I'm going to help you, but, oh, it's not such a huge responsibility. To, there's a difference between, hey, mama's not feeling good, let's hug her, let's give her a kiss, which is so sweet. They do that, right? Um, but there's a difference between that and taking it on, taking it into their little bodies and frying themselves and trying to, you know, make me feel better so yeah. that so that the energy in the home can feel good. And so it goes back to what you were saying of, you know, the quantum field <laughs> to, you know, yeah. to get more far out and scientific and whatever is we're always affecting everything. Yeah. yeah, there's like seven feet of your space is your whole energy field. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you think it doesn't affect you. I mean, people walk in the room and you're like, oh, God, why is she here? Or like, oh, wow, I'm so glad they're mm -hmm. here, you know? And and then the other funny thing is, oh, this is your seven feet thing. And you have to stand six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> you know, it, it, I love thinking of, the, of everyone in their fields, right? Yeah. A and... And the fact, I mean, maybe not right now because of the madness, you know, the six feet and all that. But, you know, I, I, I love the visual of everyone walking around with their seven feet bubble, bubble around them. And we're always bumping up on everyone's bubbles. Yeah. Right. And I think that's part of like the tactile, like carnal experience of being human is like, to me, each bubble is an alternate reality. Okay. And so we're always bumping up. Like right now, you and me are sitting next to each other. So like we're both, like our bubbles are bumping. <laughs> they're touching. <laughs> and, and and that's just, so and it's it's funny. And it, there's also like a really sweet aspect of it. Uh, of, you know, when we come into circle, like how powerful that is of all those bodies sitting there. And um, yeah, it, it, they're, I mean, being human is the sweetest, weirdest, hardest trip ever, right? Like It is a trip. It is a trip, and it's, um, you know, I heard, I don't know, you know, Rob Bell is. Hmm. You know, I don't, not reading a bell. He's a really cool author, super smart guy, and um, I did this workshop um, maybe like a month before going to that retreat in Monterrey. One of the things he said is like, I'm just turned 50 or 51, because I think he's one year or two older than me. And I'm barely figuring out what I came here for. It's like, mm. damn, I'm 50 and I'm barely figuring it yeah. out. Like, um, and so this journey, one of the things we could do is, which is why I love having you here and talking about it and, you know, podcasting is, is talking about our journey to make it maybe not so hard for others. Yeah. You know, I have friends that call me and the first half hour is just complaining and complaining and complaining. Mm. So I listen, I listen, I listen. Then I'm like, this is just your, you're used to this. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel comfort to complain. Yeah. But it's like, let's go beyond that. Mm -hmm. Why are you, and yes, there's, you know, huge vibrational energy, whatever. We're going through these, I don't know, the Schumann resonance energetic field and it's intense. But also like, you know. You know, we read all the books, we see all the things, come sit in circle. Like, we know that it's not, um, and I don't know, maybe she does, maybe they don't know. Or maybe maybe we're just the reminders. We're just masters of returning and masters of remembering. Mm. You know? I love that masters of returning, you know, 
I mean, I think I return so many times a day, especially right now, you know, mothering while super pregnant. Like even last night, you know, I I just felt myself just be so impatient. Get to bed and brush your teeth. And like, and I, I, I closed, I'm like, good night. I love you. <laughs> and like close the door of the bedroom. And then I'm like, I sat, I literally sat on the bed and I put myself in timeout and I'm like, you're tired. You haven't had water. You probably need a snack. Like me talking to myself yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, you know, it, it's, I had to return, had to forgive myself and return to how do I want to show up? Yeah. Who am I as a mother? Well, I'm still learning. Well, I'm still imperfect. Well, my kids see my shadow constantly, yeah. right? And and that's that's hard. That's yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy at all. No, and I guess also it's like it is what it is, right? Like I had a a huge like anxiety attack breakdown two weeks ago in Mexico City. Yeah. I just did a whole podcast about it because. Even though I'm sitting there on the floor with oxygen, crying, fugly crying, I'm like, take a picture, Nina. This is exactly what we teach. Mm. This is trauma. This is ancestral healing. Exactly. You know, it was just the altitude and walking down memory lane and with my mom and the whole thing. But as I laid there, um, and yes, it came out in Spanish. I got a couple of messages. The English one is coming. I'm going to say the same story in English. But I, the what happened was going through my body was the grief, you know, of, yes, all this childhood tension mm -hmm. and holding and fear and survival yeah. and just allowing it to flow, but also a lot of understanding, like, okay, mm. mom, you had three kids under seven. You were losing your mind. Yeah. You probably said, brush your teeth, guard a bit, <laughs> close the door, you yeah, know? And yeah. I don't think she maybe had the, the practice of saying, maybe I need a snack, maybe I should have some water. I, I could probably have gone to yoga. Right. And so giving ourselves a break, too. Like, we're trying to leave a better world for our kids, but also... We're still in it, too, with yes. all our stuff. Yeah, and, you know, I, I love that you share that because I, I feel like, I mean, all of my closest friends are healers, right? And so, and so we talk about the things that we go through. Yeah. And it's like, if your healer hasn't gone through some serious shit, <laughs> maybe don't fully trust them. <laughs> Because how do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it how just can, took the certification. And yeah, like how can I talk about being a compassionate mother if I don't have to learn that lesson all day, every day, right? Yeah. If I'm already perfect, how can I teach it? Yeah. How can I? I don't teach the things I'm naturally good at. Yeah. I teach the things that I've had to work for. I teach the things that I'm in school for, yeah. right? Um, and I, and I think that's how it is for all of us. I think we've mm -hmm. talked about this in past podcasts. It's like, we're the ones that are in it. <laughs> and then everything we offer, our classes, our teachings, our podcasts, they're just like letters from the void. Like mm -hmm. I'm in it. I'm reporting live from <laughs> the shit. <hole>. From, <laughs> you know, the I mean, pains. I just shared, you know, with everyone listening, I put myself on timeout last night because I wasn't showing up how I wanted to, you know, yeah. and, and, and I'll read the next morning I wake up and I'm like, okay, yeah. here we go. We're going to do this again. We're going to try again and just return and return and return. And I hope that my girls can, you know, sit with me when they're, 
2021 and be like you are so bitchy sometimes or you but then also know like they were loved i tried i was real i say sorry oh yeah i say sorry to my kids saying sorry is so important like not as a repetitive thing like no i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry, but when you really sit there and and feel Mm -hmm. it because it's like i don't know what i'm doing yeah you know and I remember when kids were really, really little, and I went to this intuitive healer dude, and I don't even remember what happened. I was in there. It was, like, really far away. He really, he was from India. We couldn't really understand each other, but he mm-hmm. just sat there and did the thing, and I was going because I had digestive issues, mm. and the whole time, he's like, it's your mother. It's your mother. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, just, you're supposed to heal my stomach. Yeah, tell me wanna, something else. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the letting go, blah, 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 and then eventually, you know. Whatever. I leave his house about an hour after the healing, get in the car, and out of the blue, my mom calls me. Mm. And I think Paula was two or three years old because my mom was watching her. And she just calls me and she's like, I just want you to know that I'm really sorry. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, I just got chills. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I'm just sorry because, I mean, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do and I think I messed up a lot and you know, growing, grew up, and this and that, and, because we didn't really get along the whole time, I mean, Mm -hmm. I was like this rebel child, and she's trying to do, you know, socialite shit, no, (laughs) it wasn't working out, but when she said that, I was like, okay, like, damn, she actually said sorry, which was not the thing, right, you guys know, you know, me and my mom, like, before she died, that was way different, but I'm talking 20 years ago, and then I got home, And I had diarrhea for hours. I couldn't get off the toilet. I was like, that intuitive healer guy. It's the stomach. It's the digestion. It was my mom. And like my digestive issues began to heal. Mm -hmm. I also did digestive enzymes and other stuff. But, you know, it's emotional. Yep. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, the mothers. I mean, congratulations. Another baby. Four four girls. What a freaking powerhouse. (laughs) I mean, I, I feel lucky and grateful and, and it makes sense in like this deep, deep way. It's hard to describe it. It's like, you know, the, the, maybe it's the higher me, you know, the wisdom keeper me who's like, duh. Yeah. But this me, you know, the 35-year-old Lunita is like, oh, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, I have a lot of work to do, you know, and but then at the same time, it's like I'm so good at the grind. I'm so good at the, like, spiritual gangster, which, ugh, I even mm. cringe saying that. But kind of, yeah, yeah, like the vibe. Mm. I'm really good at that. But I'm not that good at, like, hey, let's just dance. Oh. Let's just play. Because that version of me since a little kid was always regulating, psychic, tuned in, watching, observing, curious, you know. So I never really learned play. Fixing, yeah. Exactly. Like, I've been doing little shamanic work since I was, you know, five. <laughs> I'm going in the closet. Shh, yeah, the fire. yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and so now I'm like, ooh, gosh, I actually don't really know how to play. Yeah. And so, you know, we all have our version of the thing that we're learning. And so... I definitely want to call in more play and um, and hopefully that can be part of the of, the, of our new lineage yeah. or, or not our new, 
not our new, I, we still carry all of the grandmothers, yeah. but maybe the, the new knot, right? right? And like the new strands that we're weaving together, my daughters and I, of we can remember how to play again, mm -hmm. how to take it lightly. Yeah, how to play and enjoy and, mm -hmm. and be outdoors more and mm -hmm. yeah. It doesn't so always cool. have to be work, you know? It's like, are we addicted to healing? Are we addicted to the to the to the grind of it? Yeah. Can we can, stop and enjoy? Can we just sit? Yeah. And just look at nothing. Yeah. And not wonder want to get up and do the dishes. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or find the next thing to fix. Exactly. Yeah, let's do that. That's yeah. what we can do for our kids. <laughs> the play. end. The end. Go Bye. play. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Understanding. Playing and I think understanding is what we'll, mm -hmm. um, as we tell stories, I told that story of understanding my mom to my daughter and hopefully, maybe she's not in that space all the time, but eventually understand yeah. that and understand that and play and play. It'll come for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming here and. Yeah. It's my pleasure. And growing in this community. Because as you're, as, you're, as you're saying, like, oh, these four girls and me. And I'm like, yes, you have your sister, you have your mother, you have such a community. So to remind ourselves that we have, gosh, please don't mother alone. I mean, I have my niece oh, who's having a baby and she's in Palm Springs and she's three months pregnant freaking out that she's all alone. I'm like, there's got to be other pregnant women around. Go yeah. to pregnant yoga. You know, feet, you must create a community. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you don't have your family around. Or yep. maybe even if you have your family around. Cause, but to know that, God, it's so much more, I don't know, I just got super nostalgic when you mentioned, like, being in the farm and, you know, go to bed. I was like, oh, I want to be, you know, like, a couple of miles down telling you, Lunita, I'll go put your kids to bed. And you sit here, you know, and be in the fire. Like, having that, I think we've lost that. And that's one of the other things that maybe we can bring back. We have, and I, and I think going back to our mothers and our grandmothers, yeah. they didn't have that. Yeah. And I think that broke a lot of the, that broke their backs and their hearts, yeah. you know, of, of thinking, especially in Mexican culture. I mean, this is a whole other podcast, but like you as the woman kept the house clean, kept yourself beautiful, your kids neat, your husband happy. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Of really? course they're going to be angry. <laughs> a woman has and to drinking. do all of that? I mean, I'm, I, I feel like, I feel so grateful oh, that my God. partner cleans and he puts kids to bed and he folds yeah. laundry and we're in, I feel like I'm in, in a partnership, yeah. you know? And, and so, but that's not the case for them. No, yeah. gosh, no. Yeah. So to understand, I guess that's the intention of the prayer for today. To understand, regulate our bodies, mm -hmm. connect in community. Bring back the village. Bring back the village. Yeah. Say you're sorry. Sorry, girl. Yeah, say you're sorry. <laughs> I feel like this conversation is not complete. I feel like we can keep coming back to be like, okay, there's more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can add more and, and we're still in it, you know? It's it's coming together as we go along. Yeah. We'll have a, a regular monthly podcast. Yeah. How's it going in the land of, of being a mom? Of being a mom. In this wild... Wild time. Wild time. Yeah. Well, we'll do that. We'll be waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll come out to your, to your, to your ranch and we'll record there. That would be great. Yeah. Thanks for hopping on. Thank you, yes, everyone, for thank listening. You.
Thank you. Bye. And we'll see you next time. Please share, subscribe, and send your comments. We love to hear it.